Hey, this is Neil from Royal Bliss. We have our new record, our new EP coming out. Five songs of pure bliss, June 3rd, worldwide. June 4th, at the Royal, the big party. Royal Bliss, Wayne Hoskins Band, Candy's River House, the School of Rock, after party with Berlin Breaks and Candlebox inside. Come party with us. You're now entering a restricted zone. Welcome to Area 52. Hello and welcome to another episode of Area 52. Uh, Welcome back. Thank you very much for for, uh, sticking around with us. Uh, Joining me as always, Danny. I'm over here. Here I am. Eric. I'm here. And a very special guest. Um, I, I do two podcasts on the Earhole Media Network. Uh, this one and the Dirt Pod podcast, which was started by my good friend, Mr. Guy Seidel. Right here. Uh, and he, we just did an episode. In fact, we just recorded an episode. Go find it on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or the EarholeMedia.com website uh, with the lead singer of, of Royal Bliss, Neil Middleton, who is an amazing... Solid dude. Amazing dude, amazing yeah. uh, performer. Uh, just incredible. So go find that. Guy, um, welcome. Hey, thank, I'm good to be on on this side of the desk for once. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. kind of cool. I feel we just switch places. Yeah, <laughs> now, now you're the you're the ringleader. I'm the, I'm in charge. Um, now now here's the thing. Typically on this on this podcast, we talk about the unexplained. We talk Bigfoots. We talk conspiracy theories. We talk is things. Big, is Bigfoots the plural? Big feats. Big feet sounds dumb. Squarches. Yeah. Uh, we talk. Sasquatch. Sasquatch. A gaggle of Bigfoot. Is it a gaggle? It's a gaggle. Um, And we talk about all sorts of weird shit. Not really your bag. Not really. But today we have something that I think is going to be uh, kind of right up your alley. You're. you're, you're, (laughs) I like it. But you're a big music fan. Huge. Um, and you've always been. I know. I remember you when you were in L.A. I was kind of jealous because you went to the uh, Museum of Death. Yeah, which is a, a really cool attraction, right? Well, I thought it was. I left there like. Ugh. Well, okay. Let's be fair. It's not like the place to feel good. It's not Disneyland no. or Legoland. No, I thought I was going there. I was like, this is gonna be metal, man. This is gonna be cool. But it's really kind and, of. And I left there like awful. Yeah, but it, it, but it, but it's worth seeing. Like they had like. Uh, the shirt that it wasn't Ted Bundy, but some, they had the the outfit that somebody got fried in, like wow. it, like the pants and the shirt that they got put in. Like, like they have like a Heaven Gates room. They have a Heaven's Gate room that what has. Is that? He was the the cult leader that uh, told his followers that the Haley's Comet was going to go oh. there. Oh, and they all had they all had matching jumpsuits. They were all eunuchs. The, yeah, they all cut off their balls. Yeah, um, all the men cut off their balls. And then they they put a purple with, cloak over with them, like a scissor. Like what do they use? They did it by themselves. Like I don't like surgically. Eric, like do not themselves. try this at home. And then they this is a weird thing. They all had it. They all put a dollar like in their left or right pocket. Like every one of them had like a dollar or something. What was that for? Because the comet goes through toll roads. Yeah, you got to pay the <laughs> fare. <a> toll booth. <laughs> uh, okay. Exact change only. Here we've got a comet coming through. Um, but yeah, but it. Yeah, it, 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 and I think the I think the cloaks were. 
the actual cloaks, uh. like the purple things. Because this person oh, wow. has gone out is like a collector of the macabre. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And and uh, it was pretty creepy. They got one room showing like faces of death. They got all these these walls with pictures, which now you can see all this stuff on the internet if you looked hard enough. But like pictures of uh, Sharon Tate. Lying there with the baby cut uh, out and stuff. It's really, yikes. really, it's yeah. not oh, for freak. the faint of heart. Yeah, we've, we, I mean, when you go out there and you look at like the pictures of, um, like we talked about it last week, things like uh, the Black Dahlia, things like the the yeah. Hinterkaifeck murders, or even crime scene photos. There's there's there are people now that have have filmed their crimes, and those videos are out there. I, if you th- there's stuff out there that, and I I tell people this: don't go looking for this stuff because like you can't unsee it. Yeah, you know, like it's Guilty. it's hard. You've seen like Guilty. the Bud Dwyer yeah. suicide and things that are out there on the internet. As, as much as I make fun of the Bud Dwyer, it's it's it's, it's, it's sad. I, it's creepy, man. It's sad, and it's it's a really a lot of those videos. There's the you know the news shooting. There's the there's all these things that have happened over the last little while, um, and death is always kind of a fascinating thing. Uh, especially when it happens to famous people. And last week we talked about some of the uh, kind of. You know, more mysterious disappearances and deaths that have happened to, I don't want to use the term regular people, but, you know, everyday citizens. Death can even be more fascinating when it happens to somebody that we all know and look up to and admire. Somebody who is in the spotlight, a movie star, somebody who is, we kind of deem as untouchable. And so this week, we wanted to kind of do a follow-up episode and talk about some of the most mysterious and controversial deaths in both music and film, and the celebrity world, really, because uh, we're going to touch on all sorts of people. I mean, then there's been... Please don't touch on people. <laughs> Listen, Just... I'm going to be touching on a lot of dead people today. <laughs> okay. um, let's start with... You know, and there's, there's, there's been some that are, are, are just... There was an incident, and what happened? You know, that's really it. Uh, you know, for instance, like, um, recently, over the last few years, there's been renewed uh, attention in the Natalie Wood case, um, Natalie Wood, an actress from the 50s. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about that. I know that she was on a boat with Robert Wagner and, and, Christopher, and Walken. Christopher Walken. Yeah. And that she went overboard, correct? She did. She was found in the water uh, next to the dinghy that was tied up on the boat. Story goes as such, she was in a movie with Christopher Walken at the time, invited him to come on the yacht, the boat, with her and her husband at the time, Robert Wagner. R- the story kind of goes that Wagner didn't really want guests. I don't know if it was because it was Walken. I don't know if it was just because it was anybody. But that night it caused a fight. Walken went to his cabin, said, I don't want to come between a man and his wife. I won't do it. Went to the, his cabin to get out of it. The argument was so loud, the captain could hear it, could hear them screaming, could hear Wagner saying, get off my boat. And the story goes that she went to leave, reached down to untie the dinghy, fell, hit her head, drowned. But there's always been suspicion that she may have been pushed. That she may have been actually, now I'm not throwing this out there, I'm saying that this theory exists, that Robert Wagner may have killed her. The, there is an interview out there with the, with the captain of the boat who says that Robert Wagner sat down with them and said, we're going to put, this is what we're going to tell investigators. She mm. reached for the boat, she fell overboard, she hit her head. That that was decided upon before they, they gave it. And interviews. why would that be so important? Why, yeah, why would you, you know? need to make sure we all have the same mm-hmm. story? Now, I get it. Listen, if you are Robert Wagner and two people just heard you yelling at your wife, I can say this. If me and if these two dudes were at our house and they heard us fighting upstairs and they were downstairs and then 
you slipped and legitimately died. And then well, I had nobody come... would believe you because everybody knows that I would win. Right, but... in a fight. But the, that's the fact is I would have to come down and go, listen, I didn't kill her. Do you understand? This is what happened. So, I right. mean, I can see that side yeah. of it. But... What if Christopher Walken talked at a normal pace before this, but he has, like, flashbacks from this incident, so that's why he talks so slow now. It's his nom. Like he used to talk like me. Yeah. It's his nom. <laughs> yeah, he used to be, oh, that's, I'm Christopher Walken. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he was very flu- uh, fluid. Um, but, yeah, and, and, I mean, that's there's there's that death with Natalie Wood. That, that it's, it's really nothing more than that. There was an incident. She was either pushed or she wasn't. There wasn't a lot of people. There wasn't a grand conspiracy. Uh, with a lot of other things involved. It was very simple, but still very mysterious. Did, did Wagner ever get, like... Did, what, what, did he, I think did he ever was, go to court or anything? I don't think, it, I don't think any was of that happened. I don't think there was any charges. I, yeah, I don't, so I don't know about what... As I, I, far as what law enforcement did regarding looking further into it or any no. kind of incrimination towards him. But, yeah. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure he just kind of walked around a free man, right? And, and you know what? And to be fair, like, that's the thing, is that you look at this and you go, you know... If there are people involved in this, these people are still walking around. These people are still, in some cases, doing this to other people. There's some where it may have been another celebrity, and there's some where it may have been things like government agencies, as in the the death of Princess Diana. Yes. The official story, Princess Diana got in a car with her driver who was three times over the uh, alcohol limit, got in a car, was chased down by a whole group of paparazzis, but ended up crashing because of the flashes of the cameras blinded him he crashes the and and they die that's the official story however there is a lot more to the death of princess diana that was never actually uh talked about the idea that just prior to them leaving the the place where they were having dinner there's footage that shows the driver standing there showing no signs of being inebriated showing no signs of intoxication um you know, they said, uh, was she was she having an affair? No. Here's the no. thing. She oh, had been okay. divorced from Prince Charles for a while. This is the other uh, part okay. of this story that I think a lot of people, and this makes a lot of sense. She was dating a man named Dodi uh, Fayed, who was um, the son of a, a zillionaire uh, businessman from Egypt. He was an Egyptian Muslim. And rumor is that at the time that she died, she was pregnant and that the royal family would not stand for an Egyptian blood, uh, Egyptian Muslim to be part of the royal bloodline. That would any, mean, especially if it was a, a son, because that, he would he, he would, would be an heir. He would to be the an throne. heir. And if you think like about Moses. this, that would have meant that both Harry and Prince William would have had a little half mu- half Muslim brother. But he wouldn't have been heir to the throne. No, but they don't want their bloodline. Well, but they don't want to dilute it. Exactly. Well, I'm saying if he was it, it, yeah. in he, any kind of association with the family, he would, he would have kind of be in line uh, with... Um, he would be associated with them. Yeah, yes. He could be any, a and any he kind of... Uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Any kind of residual... Um, I, don't, I don't know if they would, though, because she wasn't royal blood. She married in. Right. Yeah. That's true. It wasn't Prince Charles' kid. But it everybody would have loved been, her. It would have still yeah. been Harry and William would have yeah. had a little. There Muslim would have been yeah. a strong association with a Muslim, right? And that's that's something that that still to this day we're dealing with this the, the Muslim contention in, yeah. in, in, in throughout England. I mean, there it's it's really a bad thing over there now. According to a former MI6 member, um, there were documents that existed showing a plan. Uh, to assassinate former Russian President Slobodan Milosevic in the exact same way, by crashing his car in a dark tunnel. There was a plan, much like the idea that before 9-11, there had been scenarios of crashing planes into buildings. This was something that happened. Now, 
Again, car crashes happen. Dark tunnels are dangerous, right? Paparazzi, paparazzi, dangerous as well. Yeah. Now the the idea was they would get him in a dark tunnel and flash strobe lights to cause him to crash. So it's very simple to think that a woman who's constantly being surrounded by a thousand things could come up, and if they're just taking these, and somebody pulls up and flashes something so bright that it loses, you can't see, that's what causes the crash. People had rumored to have seen a really bright flash. Again, could have just been a camera. Um, One of the crazy things about this is there was 10 security cameras in the tunnel. Not one of them has ever been, not footage from one of them has ever been released. What was their excuse for that? Uh, they weren't Respect working. There wasn't anything. I don't know what they, they weren't, said. All ten weren't working. No CC footage. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it didn't. It didn't say anything. But that's the thing. So here, when you step back, and that's the problem with conspiracy theories, is we go. Here's a woman who was whose driver was clearly trying to get away from horrible paparazzi, and and I mean, whether or not there was anything more to it, those people are fucking snakes, and those people are are you know they're just the worst, and. Even if they didn't, even if they weren't the ultimate cause, they were at least the catalyst for this event. So maybe they just crashed. Maybe there was more to it. When when they were kind of coming up with this, how did they, how were they certain that they were going to successfully kill her? You know what I mean? That's that's my doubt there. Because I've even, I think everybody's thought about not necessarily suicidal thoughts, but thought, if I was to kill myself. Right. I've, I've thought that and then I thought the car accident, but that's not foolproof. Right. you drive off the Grand Canyon. There was now, one guy, actually, to kill himself, what he did is he tied a rope around a tree and the other end around his neck, and he had a convertible, I've and he just thought about gunned that. it. I thought just, about it. Just rip your own head off. Yeah, like a, what are those, like, remember when your kid used to pop the heads off those flowers? Yeah, yeah it's a little worse than that. <laughs> well, it's a messier, messier. It's the same concept, though. Um... <laughs> I mean, I guess they could have. There still would be no way for her to say that if, even if she was really, really injured even and able to come too. I mean, she could have just been like, "There was bright flashes. Hey, it was a dark tunnel. Yeah, the driver all, was maybe drunk." All they I mean, there to was, do was cause a miscarriage. Sure, I, I mean, sure. There's a there's a million things that could have been. I mean, she was the the worst part about this is that Princess Di was such an amazing person. She did a lot for. I mean, she was she was holding Big babies charity. with AIDS before anybody was was even aware of how that you know that disease impacted us. She was out. In minefields. Yeah. You know, I mean, she was searching for mines. She was an amazing person. So no matter what happened to her, it's, it's just a damn shame. But that's what happens. We have these people and they hold, a, they hold our hearts and our attention. And you go, you know, when they die, you know, we, we look for answers, especially when they die young. Uh, like somebody like Brittany Murphy. A lot of people don't know that there's a lot of controversy surrounding her death. Most people remember Brittany Murphy as, towards the end of her life, as looking like she was a strung-out drug addict. A skinny, uh, crazy, you know, like, almost like she was out on heroin or something. Um, I choose to remember her for Clueless, but, that's you know. A, but, yeah, but towards too. the end of her life, that's what <laughs> no, she looked like. No, I totally know. It, so when she yeah. died, people just went, of course she died. She was an emaciated uh, drug addict with, with an eating disorder who got sick and died. However... A lot of people don't realize that there's a lot more to this. Um, it was said that she was uh, to have died of a drug overdose combined with uh, pneumonia. But after her death, traces of metals were found in her hair. So the question started coming up, was she poisoned? Heavy amounts Heavy as amounts. Well. Of I mean, he- like, like alarming like amounts that you would... Manganese, aluminum, um, and things that you wouldn't see in a regular 
like stuff you'd find poisoning. in rat poison. Yeah, I right. mean, like, like it would be mold or something. Yes, not something you would uh, necessarily pick up that was an environmental influence. Something that would have to either be ingested. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Five months after she died, her husband, uh, not an emaciated, uh, drug overdosed uh, looking person uh, with an eating disorder, died of the exact same thing. Five months later. I didn't know that. With the same levels of aluminum, manganese yes. in his system. Same level of exposure. So they both died of the same thing, which you now say, okay, they, maybe it was something in their house, or maybe it wasn't. Reports tend to tend to say it was not. Uh, now, But even if it was something, why are they not being uh, completely honest in the autopsy with what they had discovered? Exactly. Saying, although we think that it was pneumonia and this, there were still high enough levels of these heavy metals found in their system that it was toxic. It was lethal. Her father believed she was poisoned. Her family believed she was poisoned. She, prior to her death, believed she was under surveillance. People thought that she had overdosed, possibly on cocaine, but according to her husband, she had a heart murmur and was terrified of doing any drugs. She would not touch drugs. So she was not, according to him, a drug addict, which is either a drug addict covering for his drug addict wife or it's true. Um, now, they were rumored to be very paranoid, which is a sign of being poisoned. Part of one of the symptoms of this metals poisoning that they, that the, the the metals that they found that would have poisoned them would have been extreme paranoia. So I, I, I must mean, be getting poisoned. And then. The, well, and the worst part about this is, is when you say that you go, well, either they were paranoid because they were being poisoned or they were just drug addicts who were paranoid. Yeah. Or they had the right to be paranoid because right. they knew that those, these kinds of threats existed now from he, higher powers. Here is, here is why you go, why would anybody want to poison Brittany Murphy? Here's why she was mentioned uh, and worked with um, uh, uh, filmmaker Julia Davis in a documentary by Julia Davis um, about the, it, the, the the topic of the documentary was that U.S. Customs and Border Patrol was knowingly allowing terrorists into the United States. And they were whistleblowing in this documentary on the Bureau of Homeland Security. A lot of people believe that Homeland Security was not happy about this. Um, according to some of the papers leaked by Edward Snowden, targeting movie stars for their political beliefs is, quote, standard procedure, meaning that this is something that the CIA, Homeland Security, they do. I think a lot more people would be inclined probably, to believe them. It probably started with John Lennon. Right. Nixon hated Lennon. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, it, there was rumors that he was being investigated by the CIA, that he was tapped, uh, his phone was tapped. Mm -hmm. And this goes back a long time. In fact, it, it goes back even farther because I believe that in the 50s, uh, when it wasn't it, what, what, 60s. what year did Marilyn Monroe die? 62. 1962, Marilyn Monroe died. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, you know about this. It was, that it was actually 10 years after her death. They were remodeling her home and they found an extensive system of wiretaps in her house. I mean, well, she was boning the president. Yeah. Yes, but they as also, well, as well as right, they the rumors also, she with other people. Yes, now the there were. There's a couple things that exist out there. They they kind of believe that there's a possibility that this could have been mafia ties as well. Because she was, she was banging who? Mm, well, she was. Uh, I forget his first name, but. Um, wasn't it Momo, Gian, Momo uh, Giancano? Yeah, Giancano. Yeah. She was she Momo. was she was good friends with him and she was, you know, kind of in that group of people in that clique and she knew some information. Now the theory is that either she could have 
known what they were doing and they she okay let me let me uh let me just mention something to you she was said to have kept a little red diary so to speak that kind of entailed her descriptions of her affairs with the kennedys and some of the information that she knew so this is a piece of information you know a little personal artifact that has a lot of information that is crucial to a lot of things in it and in her possession and they think that either the mafia wanted that information and they wiretapped her home to either find out anything that she would be saying between the Kennedys or whoever she knew to, to, to blackmail to bribe, them. Yes, to oh, bribe okay. the White House to bribe the Kennedys. It's a power move because uh, because Robert Kennedy was going after organized mm-hmm. crime. He was trying to shut down. Yes. And a lot of people believed that's why that either JFK or RFK were killed by the mafia. Yes, yes. they think that there's a possibility. That's the that's the link but, there but now, as far as the mafia didn't goes. Did I also hear? And and do you know about this? Didn't I also hear that she m- was rumored to have slept with Fidel Castro? Well, you may have read that on the internet. That Smoking was. Them <laughs> I knew we could get Eric's attention <laughs> she was with a this. Hooker. Now, now, she's a candle in the wind. There guy. was a story that was going around. China's a candle. <laughs> <laughs> I should just let them have their fun for a second. <laughs> Now, there was a story on the internet going around for a while that you might have seen that said there was a man, elderly man on his deathbed who had kind of this sudden stroke of conscience that he wanted to come forward and say that he had committed the murder of Marilyn Monroe. That story has been since proved to be a hoax. But within that story, his reasoning before people knew this was a hoax, he had said that they had found information in fact that she had slept with both of the Kennedys and that she had also slept with Fidel Castro. Now that we don't know if it is true. However, I don't know if there's a grain of truth that is coming from that. And he knew about it because of something else. Um, but the guy that was in the photo was actually a drug dealer, some kind of drug Lord. So it was a fake internet article. It was, it was on a, but, in this quote, he, he said that the, why he had to take her out was because she knew way too much and it would be a threat to national security. So wow. in that quote, you can maybe find a little bit of a, a motivation. Now, there was that weird, was not a real person. There that was said weird that. circumstances surrounding her body, though. Yes. It was because she the official story was that she overdosed or committed suicide by taking a bunch of sleeping pills. Yes, they said that what they found in her, she had such a high level of barbiturates in her system. I mean, it was lethal. That's what killed her that was what the autopsy stated that that is what killed her but they said that she would have had to ingest anywhere from 60 to 80 pills to achieve that level and when her body was found um there was no barbiturates no trace of barbiturates in her stomach it was in her blood her bloodstream and her liver like an Um, injection maybe. yes like it had been injected and there was also no liquid in the room with her so, so they, she were, have taken they don't understand the how she could have even taken those pills. There was no vomit in the room, which is consistent with something that Overdosing. someone an over yes an overdose. She's used to taking a lot in her mouth. <laughs> Guys, <Yeah. laughs> I wish the people at home could see the disappointed look I'm giving you. Like I really, every once in a while, I'm just like, like I feel like I need to just go shut up, kid. <laughs> like you know, like Fidel Castro's 162 years old, but he's still kicking. He needs to drop some bombs if if he. To let people true. know. Uh-huh. Now it was also said that the the way she died. Like, the picture of her in a bed is yeah, face down. Yeah, exactly. They claim that they found her. And th- now the other interesting thing is that there was an ambulance at her house at 11 p.m. August. Um, okay. 
her official date of death was August 5th, 1962. However, I don't know if they're saying at 11 p.m. on August 4th and they're considering when the police found, found her, her and said and claimed that she was dead at 4.30. So there was a five-hour time okay. frame. And in that time frame, what's interesting is that they do believe the first officer that was on the scene, when he arrived, he said, this is a murder scene. And he believed that body had been rearranged. That was the first thing that he said. They believe that she was killed back in her guest house or what have you and was on her back. I'm guessing they said because of the slight amount of rigor mortis that was going on. And and blood and fluid settles when a body lays down. And Mm -hmm. so then when she was repositioned in her room and they found her, she was face down and clutching the phone. But that would not be consistent with the way that the rigor mortis was setting in. So they believe that she was moved. And in that time, they they know that she was dead at 11 p.m. But the police were not called and they did not. They claimed that they found her and that she was dead by 430. So there was a five hour time frame where and in that time, FBI was there. So why in the world was if this was a suicide of just some druggy actress who was depressed? Why was the FBI, why was the FBI there? involved and why were they there before the police and, and everything why, like that? And why? Yeah, and why? That's now why didn't I need they do to look with into this and, and clarify. But if I'm not mistaken, there are witnesses who said that two hours before she was even found um, at 11, that there were two men and Robert Kennedy were seen leaving her home. Two men with Robert Kennedy. Yes, in black, like, you know, like (laughs) agents. So they kind of believe that she was initially killed back in her in her um, guest room and that what was it was some kind of either something was put over her mouth to kind of get her cloudy while they search for this diary because like her, her yes, yes, something. something like an unto that because her dress or something that wouldn't be a trace in her system. They did find two things in her um, system that would have been ingested, not in her stomach, but her dresser was rifled through. So they think it was either mafia going through to find out what was in this and thought that she was not going to be compliant with them and extinguished her then, or that it was the Kennedys who thought that she was, you know, and a let's, national let's threat. Face, let's face it. If you're Robert Kennedy and John F. Kennedy and you both fuck Marilyn Monroe and she's got a diary, yeah, I'm, I'm not the guy. Some reputations as well as being oh, yeah. to national security. I'm not gonna say I'm not the guy who's like government's behind Sandy Hook, government behind 9/11. They had every reason to take out Marilyn Monroe. Yep. Because here's the thing, every dude in here, right? And you, as a woman, probably know at least one friend who's like this, where you've got that that girl that you like, you met, and you. you and then you're like, this bitch is crazy. Yeah. If you don't tell them certain things. Oh, fuck. Don't. This bitch is showing up at like your house at 3.30. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm telling everybody. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she, let's face it, Marilyn Monroe is probably not the sharpest they, tool in the shed. There were rumors that she had um, attempted suicide before, that it wasn't her, if this was an, a suicide, that this was not her first attempt. So, I mean, and that they said that she was struggling with drugs. So, I mean, they had a lot to hide behind as far as a personal alibi for her. They, oh, could, yeah. they can blame it on her own it issues. It's probably so easy. The Secret Service are probably like, don't worry, JFK, we got this. And yeah. you know what? Let's face yeah. it. The CIA has been rumored to have been involved in a lot of things from JFK. There was rumors that Elvis uh, faked his death because the CIA helped him. He had gone and talked to Nixon. He wanted to be an undercover agent that the CIA had helped him escape. Um, mm. Bruce Bruce and Brandon Lee, there was rumors they had been taken out. Um, the, the CIA, the Chinese triad, all of this stuff. Uh, t- Bob Marley. There's the story that just before Bob Marley... Uh, died or got cancer that he had been visited by uh, what was it the son of the cia director or something and had been presented with a pair of shoes that that had 
Something sharp in the toe. Bob Marley's toe. Yeah, that's like a copper wire. A thing. copper wire yeah. that he put it on and it gashed his toe, and that's where they found his he cancer. He believes that he got. That's where he got cancer. That they had Isn't a that thing crazy? that huh. he put it on, yeah. and they gave him fucking cancer. Yeah. And there's that story that it was the son of, and it was it was the son of the CIA director. The son he was friends with somebody, and they came down, presented him with shoes, and it had a, a copper wire in the yes, toe. Yes. And he, yeah. here's like, my thing though, like. If I was going to give somebody a disease, I'd, I'd want to give them something that got rid of them sure. a little bit faster well, than cancer. I mean, it, it, Except right. that cancer is such a natural thing. They can go, how can we give someone cancer? Yeah, it's, it's a little different giving somebody fucking, you know, measles or rubella. The government has so much money that they got they got ways to kill people we couldn't even dream of. Yeah, yeah they have probably diseases a, probably that we don't even probably, know of. You can walk by and go, and you have AIDS They now. can probably give it to you through an app now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the then there's Snapchat's I mean, face thing. Now, aside from the government, though, there's also plenty of stories out there that exist that have to do with people that may not be the government. It may not be always the CIA. Maybe, sometimes, it's just another person, and that person got away with it and got to continue on and have their career. A lot of people think that Jimi Hendrix was actually killed by his manager because he was about to leave him. He went in there, forced all these drugs into him, made him overdose, poisoned him. OD'd him, what have you. Uh, his manager was rumored to have as much as confessed one night in a drunken haze that he had poisoned Jimi Hendrix. There's the rumors that Jim Morrison actually died in a Paris nightclub and his yes. body was moved because they didn't want to be the place that Jim Morrison died. Bad publicity. There was rumors that he was going to leave his girlfriend and that Pam overdosed him and gave him a hot dose of something mm. and that he died. Mm. So there's all of these stories. Andy Kaufman, a man who may or may not, you know, said he was going to fake his death um, and may have faked his death. Elvis has been seen time and time again. There's rumors and all sorts of things surrounding Michael Jackson. Uh, Michael Jackson's death, as a matter of fact, and, and you know what? And it's funny because it's starting to happen with Prince. You know, Prince died, and it was Prince had the flu, he died. That's right. it. Now, a couple weeks later, it's Prince may have been uh, uh, an addict, and he may have overdosed on pills, and they might have used that to hide it. Yeah. Then there's the thing that Prince was a big proponent of anti-government. He talked about chemtrails. He talked about the music industry. He pissed off a lot of people. Maybe, and then people say he was taken out by the Illuminati. Also, if he was not willing to hand over a lot of the stuff that he had been working on in his vault, yeah, and they wanted new stuff, new. Well, he owns the rights to his music too. That's yeah, big, but, but also I mean, the I mean, people who own his estate makes money. But there's now. people that have access to that. It's the same thing that happened, and we'll talk about this in a few minutes with Tupac and Biggie. They made more money after their deaths than they ever Fuck made yeah. alive. Yep. So, yep. You're, and, and that's the same to be said with Michael. Michael Jackson's estate, since he's been dead, has made over $700 million. A lot of people Jeez. don't Way know this. Way more than it ever did when he was alive. Did. People don't know this about Michael Jackson. Google what Michael Jackson owned. Michael Jackson owned more than half of Sony's Sony. yeah. records. Uh, he owned the rights to I mean, he got money. He owned the Beatles catalog. He owned Beatles. He owned Beyonce. He owned, I mean, you go through this wow. list. It's like a 20-page list of artists that Michael Jackson owned the rights to. And when he died, they reverted to his estate, and they reverted back to Sony, if I'm not mistaken. Holy crap. So. And yeah. so he, he owned, owned Happy Birthday. I don't know if you guys knew that. Michael Jackson really? did know that I he owns Happy Birthday. That. I did know that. I didn't know. That's why restaurants sing, like, ghetto versions of, yeah. like, the song, because they're happy, not. Happy Birthday. Yeah. 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 But that's, I mean, that's, so you look at Michael Jackson and you go, okay, now here's an interesting death or not death. 
And because, we kind of talked about this one a little bit before. Right, because, I think we tweeted out the video yeah, for you, the, video. Hand, the coroner's van. You've seen that video, right, guy? Yeah. Of yeah. him allegedly getting out. Now, there's also, if if you watch the full version of that, there's a video of his body's actually put into a helicopter first. And it's flown from this helicopter. And there's another helicopter filming this. And they film it all the way to, it lands and they put his body in the corner van. That's the corner van that then drives into the corner Underground office. tunnel underneath and the hospital. You, and, or... and the video we're talking about, and we'll tweet it back out from Area 52, we'll have uh, Eric put it on Instagram, shows, and look this up if you haven't seen this, Eric. I've seen the one where he gets out of the van. Yeah, it shows yeah. the corner van, and, and on the video, they match up the plates. It's the same thing. You can follow mm -hmm. it. Pull into an underground structure and open the door, and out hops what looks like Michael Jackson, and they hurry and rush him inside. Yep. Also, in the, in the full version, on the helicopter itself, as they're flying, you... See, after they've loaded his body into the helicopter, in and it's sitting on the gurney, it's it, it's plain as day. It sits up, huh? In the helicopter, yeah. it sits up. Y'all guys got peanuts, and then lays back down. <laughs> Some peanuts. Now, if Michael Jackson faked his death, why would he? Uh, every reason. Every reason in the world. Freedom. Oh yeah. He never had a free day in his life. Yeah. From the time he was five years old, yeah. he was thrown in front of the world. Yeah. So he, he never got a chance to be a kid. He finally just wanted and to be a regular-ass dude. Not only that, but for the last part of his life, it, all, whether he did it or not, he was a child molester. In the eyes of right, more, than, right, 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 right. more than more than uh, more than half of the probably if you look, if you've talked to, to hundred people, yeah, more than half of them probably go. And he we did. and we talked about you know this a little bit on you know that time on the podcast as well. That it was he had a lot to run from. Right. His reputation he, was building into something that was not just him being a pop sensation. He here's something people don't talk about enough. I don't think Michael Jackson's kids look. Nothing like a half African American. They don't look anything no. like him. They don't look anything like him, but what they don't he look like been. they don't they look like half black kids. What yeah. his genes are? Yeah, he's. If, let's go back and look at Michael Jackson on like the Ben song. You know what right. I mean? Like he was a little straight up black kid. He looked like his brothers, and now you've got all these kids who don't look like they have any blood no. in them. At no matter all. what he does to himself, his genes will always, always be, the, be the, same. the same. Right. Yeah. So his kids look nothing. I have a lot of friends who are half black. They look like they have the traits. Yeah. These right. blanket and Paris. And to be they honest, don't. They don't. Paris they don't. has blue or green eyes. And to be honest, they don't even really look like the women that he was supposed to no. have had them with. No, they don't look like anybody. They don't I don't look know like where those either kids of those came two from. people. And that's the thing is that you go, okay, here's here's the thing of Michael is both sides are equally as as convincing to me because you go of course you would fake your death why wouldn't you want to fake your death there's footage of you that apparently shows you being alive the funeral footage when his family's on stage and marlon and and, and them they're trying not to laugh they're like you know they're you know it looks like nobody's there's crying there's they no point out tears that look very suspicious as being part of the audience there's two uh, people in the audience yeah. that people say could be michael a blonde woman who is somebody some some people have said was was actually confirmed to be shannon tweed but I don't know that that's true. Um, and it, they, there's the shot of, of this one. Shannon this, Tweed? Shannon Gene Simmons' wife. Gene Simmons' wife. Yeah, Gene oh, Simmons. Okay. Uh, but, and then they just swap out the nose. 
She had a slightly larger nose. They swap out Michael's nose, and it's the, it's, it's the profile. Could Michael have been at his own funeral dressed as a woman? Very possible. Uh, there's also an older man who's got like a hat and glasses and a weird fake looking beard and gloves on. And, and Could that be Michael? And there is one that looks like a younger black man, but I don't know how why he would have made himself would, blacker at that point. If, if Michael was in on it, why would he go to his own funeral? Though? I, I agree. That's so risky. I, I, and to see it, maybe. I, you know what, it was, it was to, televised. To that, that would be so own funeral. risky. I, I also agree. That that's the that's the problem with this. It makes, it makes less if, sense. Yeah. If, like we just mentioned, a lot of his money and, and ownership over Sony reverted to his estate. If in his death, even whether it was faked or not, would he have a way to have that revert back to him, or did he lose a lot of his wealth? Well, he, he had mounting debt. I'm sorry. Oh no, I'm sorry. He probably had enough money where he didn't care. He, he did. Care. He did okay. have mounting debt, and he had a lot of. Uh, he he was uh, he owned rights, but he wasn't liquid. Right. Okay, I gotcha. So now, oh, and you know what? They also said that he was spending forty six thousand dollars a month on, on his drug addiction. Now I have no holy idea. Freak! What in the world? Even if it's prescription pills, how do you? How can you even ingest forty six thousand dollars worth of pills? Even if you paid pill, kind of a hundred bucks a pill, even if you were paying a hundred dollars a pill, so you're still money. taking four hundred and sixty pills. Like what are no, you? No, four thousand. Yeah, four hundred and sixty pills a month. I mean, and and that's the other side of Michael. People say that he was a drug addict. Now, people also say that those were rumors, and this is the conspiracy theory speaking, that he had actually prior, because there was really no sign that he was, he, was, he was ill. But prior to his death, you started seeing these rumors being fed into the tabloids and in the Inquirer. Michael Jackson only has six months to live. He's on his deathbed, blah, blah, blah. Could he have influenced the media to start perpetuating this image of him as sure. being somebody like that? Sure. Now, but here's the thing, is that... He was um, ready to get. He was ready to go on tour, but because of the way his contracts were written, the death. Uh, if he died, it would result in huge payouts, which would allow his family to actually pay off his debt. It was like the way the contracts were written. If if the tour didn't happen, there was like payouts. So there is a financial gain. Um, the last twenty four hours of surveillance footage from his house, which was always being filmed, is missing. Could he have been ready trying to get yeah. this this going, you know? Um, so, you uh, know, And also his physician refused to sign his, his death certificate. Exactly. Um, could Dr. Conrad Murray have taken a fall and been like, you know what? I'll go, I'll go take five, ten years in prison for yeah. $50 million when because I get he out did to help go you. To, yeah, he, he did. went to prison. He went to prison. He's, he's ruined. But if, if you've he got only Michael. He did like four years. But if you've got Michael saying, do four years and I'll give you... $10 million a year, when you get out, it'll be waiting for you in a fucking account in the Caymans. Now, I'm not saying that's what happened. Right. But, hey, there's a lot of people in organized crime. I'd uh, go to prison for $10 million a year. Exactly. How many fucking I people would. take I wouldn't a last four years, though. for a payday? <laughs> yeah. Dude, you, when you walk into prison, it would be like a guard pushing a dessert cart down the yeah. block. Just going, we got creme brulee, guys! Fresh, crack it open! Um, I would stab the biggest guy there first day in the neck with a with a lunch tray. Uh, with a lunch tray? I'm, yeah. I'm, you know what? I, I gotta piss. I'll be right back. <laughs> you know what? Let's take a break. I've gotta take a little time A little time to think things over I better read between the lines in case I need it when I'm older 
Nope. Stop it, you dick. <laughs> Shut up. You're not, you're not even doing the right song. You don't even know how it goes after the first six notes, you jackass. It keeps me warm as life grows cold. I think that honestly, Eric, that if you made it out of your cell from crying in the fetal position on the first day, all you do is come out and piss Guys, your pants. Guys, I don't know why we're talking about this. Eric's mom would bail him out of jail before this yes, even came to fruition. Eric's truck fun kid ass. Become the alpha male of that prison day one, and I would be feared. You would become okay. a bowl of alphabets. You would, um, you, your dad had mortgaged his 28 Corvettes in his airplane or whatever they have. <laughs> but now, now, okay, so t- t- one other thing, and then this is interesting, is Dick Gregory, uh, who's a, a, a famous comic and, and, and social activist, uh, very much. Uh, into conspiracy theories and things like that. He was friends with Michael Jackson, visited Michael Jackson, and Michael Jackson allegedly pulled him aside. Gregory said this in an interview and told him that he was being poisoned, that he was being targeted. And he said, he goes, when did you eat? And he said, I, they're poisoning me. And Dick Gregory took him to the hospital yeah. and had him get fluids because he said he was, he, he told hadn't him, eaten he in like pulled him close and said, please don't goes, leave don't, me. He goes, don't leave they're me. Trying they're to trying kill to me. kill me. So, so they- who? Now that's the thing. Again, it could have been the music industry. It could you have know, been, for, for right. That. I, I, I think don't know. People put the name Illuminati over there, but I think what Illuminati basically means is somebody who has enough money to not be touched. To be bigger than the government. Right. To be to bigger, be bigger, bigger than, than, than right than the police. I think to we be need bigger to, than to do an episode because I mean, like I hear Illuminati. I've known about that, but I don't like know what we'll the talk Illuminati about, is. We'll talk about the Illuminati and the, the the New World Order. But when you think about it, it's really about keeping people in line, and that's what seems to be the overall theme with this. Is you look at these and you go, you know, there's people are trying to write things that they can't fuck with. You know, they can't, you can't just make Biggie and Tupac stop hating each other. You, you're perpetuating violence after violence. These two guys that whether or not are really gang members, well, I mean, they had gang ties, but I mean, at that point in their lives, are they going to, and, and the music industry is influential. Exactly. No matter what genre it is, because whoever is listening to you, they like you and they feel like what you're saying is either speaking to them or it's gospel. So So does this mean Kesha is going to turn up dead soon? Because there's a lot of people who do not, right? But there's a lot of people in the industry. You say that and watch. You say that and all of a sudden it's going to be this drug addict, Kesha, overdoses on something. You know what, though? I mean, she did have that incident with her manager where, I mean, she claimed that she was raped. And they tried to say, no. And then she retracted it because, or dropped the charges because I don't know the full story, but apparently they're like, shut up and we'll let you out of your contract. Oh, I feel bad Something like that. Yeah, I feel really really bad. For Kesha. But that's the thing is that you look at this and you go, look, there it has been a long standing tradition of people interfering when things need to be interfered with. 
Tupac and Biggie, um, and and I, I don't know that if people who aren't our age um, really understand. <laughs> wait, Danny, wait, what about, I forget Danny's seven. <laughs> but, but you know, I'm eight. I'm eight now. But I, I mean, having lived through that, having lived through those '90s, I don't think people really realized what Tupac and Biggie had done for music. There was this this polarization of us versus them from East Coast to West Coast, where you had people at the top, like you said, saying these things. And let's face it, most of these guys came from really bad places. And even though they might have made it out, they were still surrounded by 25, 30 dudes who were part of an entourage, who were hangers-on, who were still in the streets, who still sold weed, still running drugs, they saw their old still connections. had guns, still were doing their shit, and they were real thugs. And all it takes is for somebody to go, man, fuck Biggie Smalls, we should kill that motherfucker. And then somebody else goes, okay. We'll be famous if we do. Or we'll be, right. you know, yeah. yeah, fuck him, we'll do that. We he got ordered your a hit. Rita. Mo money for us. So, Sorry. we know that <laughs> We know that, the, that there's ties uh, to both of those. Now, Tupac, was who died first, was killed in Vegas um, on September 7th, 1996. He left uh, the Mike Tyson fight. I remember that. I remember And day. on the way out, he got in a fight with a dude, uh, a Crip gang member named Orlando Anderson. There was footage of him and Suge Knight fighting. Um, we can tweet that video for you guys too, right. just to show you, just to show you the fight. You know, it's out there. Um, now, he was he left. Suge said, "Get in my car, let's go." They get in the car with Suge, pull up to an intersection. A car rolls up, brrr, sprays the car with bullets. Tupac's drives hit, off. drives off. In the middle of Vegas, by the way, I, after I, a yeah. Mike Tyson Every time fight. I I've been to that intersection a hundred times. Has it ever been? There's, wait, which one is it? Which, MGM it's like on Flamingo and yeah. uh, oh, right off the by the uh, yeah right, right off right La- or Las Vegas yeah. right Ford, which is the Strip and the MGM yeah that fucking intersection you're not after a Tyson fight you're not driving away or at any time in right. Vegas no no yeah. Yeah. have you yeah have you ever been on the Strip and been able to pull off after killing no. a motherfucker no now there are there's all <laughs> sorts of stuff that's happened um, and uh, a guy named Yaki Qaddafi a member of Tupac's entourage told police he could identify the shooter was never interviewed and he was murdered 2 months later um, there's theories that range from Orlando Anderson or members of the Southside Crips shot they followed Tupac and shot him as retaliation for the fight again very feasible just a bunch of punks if some of them have guns you hit my boy fuck you i don't care if you're Tupac right second there was the idea that Biggie had Tupac killed because Tupac had wrote, written some songs and said some stuff about fucking his wife. There's that line, you know, I fucked your wife. And, you know, you're like, Jesus, that's calm down. You know, he put that on a song and put that on the radio yeah. and said, yeah. you know, fuck you. Now, the, the, the other theory is that Suge Knight had him killed because, A, he either owed him a lot of money Shook to Tupac. It was rumored that Shug he owed, def- did, Shug, definitely owed Shug him a lot owed of money. Him about three million dollars. Yeah. Didn't want to pay out. Or B that Tupac was actually going to be leaving death row and Suge wouldn't stand for it. Now seven of Tupac's eleven albums were actually re- released posthumously, which means like more of his catalog was available after his death and didn't go directly to him than did. Um, it said that Suge actually stopped to make a phone call after the fight um, and insisted that Tupac ride in the car with him. Um, it was said that he had kind of like, after everybody was still in the scuffle, that Sugar had excused himself and made a fight. Um, 
Made a phone call. I'm sorry, yes, made a phone call. This is pre-cell phone days, the young and listenings. Right. Yeah. yeah, he would have had to go and actually and sneak off and one use of the a, a MGMs. phone. Is it the ones yeah. where you had to actually crank it and hold something up to your there ear? Was a, there was an operator pulling. Uh, yeah, <laughs> one ringy dingy. Um, Orlando Anderson actually changed his statement after the fight to make Suge look better. Some people suggest that it might have been a payoff. Um, Suge's wound, he, they said he had been shot in the head, that he had caught a bullet fragment in the head. But it was actually not verified by anyone other than a single officer, Chris Carroll, who had also made the statement, which seems a little weird, that co- uh, the comment that St- Suge didn't seem to be acting hmm. in his reaction to this. Hmm. Which, why would you say that? Well, he didn't seem to be acting. Right. Suge is a monster. And, and let's be yeah. fair. Is he the guy that ran somebody over with his yeah. truck? Yeah. Watch, have yes. you seen those videos? Yeah. He is a, he straight up murders two people. Yeah. And he, like, uh, and he is up. in jail right now for that. And let's face yeah, it, there's stories for oh, years that Suge Knight uh, watched straight out of Compton. He was a piece of shit. Uh, they paint him in a bad light. There's rumors he, he held Vanilla Ice over a balcony to get the rights to Ice Ice Baby. Yep. There's rumors yeah. that he beat Vanilla Ice fruit. says that. There's rumors that he yeah. that he was responsible for giving Easy E AIDS yeah. with a needle, and they jabbed him and gave him AIDS. Suge is street as fuck. Suge is a monster. Yeah. You're Holy right. Suge is an actual dude. monster. Yeah. And he there's was a monster no... who had a, a, a power streak and some money. So he and it's could done. He'll be in prison forever, things. I think, now. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that video of the truck is hard to watch. It, it yeah. is. It's very hard. That's cold blooded. Those, those two people that's died. Just, that's and, just, I don't give a fuck. And he, and he, I mean, he fucking backed up yeah. and ran that dude over again. Twice. Yeah, yeah. twice. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. Now, now, we know that Suge Knight's a piece of shit. Um, and he's going to tie in. To Biggie here in a minute, but however, there is also rumors that said that a, Cri- a Crips gang member named Keith Davis, who is Orlando Anderson's uncle, apparently confessed on tape that Puff Daddy, Diddy, Diddy Combs, paid him one million dollars for the hit and said Orlando was the shooter. Hmm. Hmm. Tupac, <coughs> and there me. is some motive there. Tupac was also shot uh, multiple times in uh, November of I think it was 1994. Um, Tupac said he always thought Diddy was involved in that, and gang members had also reportedly confessed involvement in that. Um, and there's also the theory that he's still alive and he's living in Cuba. So, hmm. so, so Tupac is either dead or alive. And if he's dead, it was either uh, the ga- gang members, Suge Knight, yeah. or Puff Daddy. Well, I heard a rumor. Jeez. This was this was pre-internet days. Well, the internet existed, but uh, it wasn't like it is on now. your phones and stuff. Right, where somebody said. Uh, the, in the, I think it's the Changes video, which came out like 99, mm-hmm. he's wearing that year of Jordans. Yeah, he couldn't have had sneakers. They, they weren't, yeah. 99 uh. Jordans. Yeah. Because he was killed in 96. Yeah. So what? there are these weird rumors out there. Now, Wait, has someone confirmed that? Like, he he really has? Like, I don't know. We'll have to look there, it up. But I was that rumor was happening yeah. then before everybody could just Google it. And there's a lot of stuff. I mean, like, people throw in, like, the number seven surrounding people's deaths or things like that. And they, they try to liken it to that or say that, you know, he'd come back seven years. But, I mean, it's been that long. It's been. And I can see why he's been twice that long. Right. Everybody wanted yeah, to shoot him. Absolutely. But, I mean, when he got shot, they said that when he fell out of the car and, and the officer that grabbed him and, you know, was holding him there said, who shot you? Who who shot you that Tupac just looked up at him and said, fuck you. And that's how he died. I mean, he died like a true thug. He wasn't going to rat somebody out. Yeah, so, he, I mean, he, Tupac he, also didn't separate himself from the streets either. He didn't say I'm better than the streets. He still was a gangster. For, yeah, he was. You know, I mean, so I feel and, like that also kind of let people think that he was not untouchable. They right. felt like he's still one of he's us. Still, and that's I the can same still to be shoot said, him up. And that's the same so, to be said. For, well, and that's the I'm same, really white. That's the same to be said <laughs> for Biggie that. Smalls, who also... <laughs> 
We can you still are pretty shoot white. Thee. Uh, who also um, was was had ties to the streets and and was mm-hmm. and the thing was is that that Tupac's ties were blood, and Bi- and Biggie's ties were Crips. So I mean, they were also on opposite sides. Biggie was killed March 9th of 1997. He left a, a party in L.A. Um, and a car pulled up right next to his car and shot him. In fact, there's there's not necessarily video, but there's audio of people filming that night. And you they're leaving the party and you hear pop 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 pop, and people go oh shit oh shit, and then people run over to the car and Biggie's killed. Um, it it was only six months after Tupac, and some people believe that there was there was a lot of different ways that this went down. Okay. Um, the LAPD has been accused of failing to follow up on leads and evidence, which led some people to believe they're actually covering up police corruption. Um, the Wallace family actually filed a wrongful death lawsuit against the LAPD. I remember that. In regards to Christopher Wallace's notorious B.I.G.'s death. A detective Keating, who investigated the case, found that the, uh, that, uh, the trail led him back to actually Suge Knight. A lady named Teresa Swan, who was an associate of Suge's, she actually uh, was the mother of one of his kids, um, was brought in for a bunch of smaller crimes. She did things like uh, white-collar stuff, running books, uh, you know, money laundering, stuff like that, and was facing jail time as well as losing her kids and confessed. Now, again, when you're facing jail time, maybe you'll confess to fucking anything. You might say anything. But she was brought in for smaller crimes, and when facing that, opened up in an interrogation and said Suge was responsible. She said that he solicited the murder. Now, this is the thing. She posed as an assistant to his attorney so that she could go visit him at the L.A. County Jail and get a room that was not bugged because she could have attorney-client privilege if she Mm. said she was part of his attorney. In this meeting, this is where she said, so this wasn't recorded. It was all alleged. Ah. Okay? She said that... He had solicited the murder from a gang member named Poochie. Now, I don't know Poochie's real name. I, I didn't write it down, but his Poochie. name was Poochie. For about, <laughs> listen to this, for $9,000. That's it? Okay. I like, I like when Poochie was with Itchy and Scratchy. <sighs> the Poochie and Scratchy show. Biggie probably would have felt like he would have liked to know his life was worth right. a little bit more right. than nine grand. Now, but apparently Poochie, Poochie was later... Uh, given he said he needed to leave town, and they arranged for an additional $4,000. So $13,000 oh, total. Still. But Jeez. Poochie himself was killed in a drive-by in 2003, so he's dead. Oh, so he can't talk either. All of this information, all of this, was ignored by the LAPD. Now, the LAPD was tied in with these two officers, Mac and Perez, okay? Both of these guys were corrupt. In fact, both of them actually ended up going to prison for other crimes. Okay, Uh, Officer David Mack's home was raided, and apparently they found bullets similar to those found at the scene, as well as a shrine to Tupac. Um, Both Mack and Rafael Perez, uh, the other officer, while not fitting the description— Where did they find the shrine? In David Mack's house. Really? Yes. Trying to find pictures here. I, I want to see what both, both Mac and like. Perez, while not fitting the description of the shooters, were both said to have had involvement, which stemmed from their well-known involvement with Death Row Records. They had worked security. They had been part of entourages. These guys were wanted to be thugs. In fact, they were both arrested for crimes. Uh, David Mack actually was arrested for bank robbery, of all things. As an officer, he was robbing banks. And Perez for stealing cocaine from lockups and things oh, like yes, that. From evidence right and trying to re-put it out on the streets among other things this isn't even their own crimes and during a conversation with a cellmate uh perez 
uh, actually allegedly confessed to being at the scene. I actually, I looked up. I wanted to see what Poochie looked like because the name Poochie's. Homer Simpson come up? Uh, no, but <laughs> I do have his real name if you want. It's yeah, yeah, Wardell yeah. Faust. Yeah, Wardell Faust. Yeah, that's right. A.K.A. Darnell Bolton. No relationship to Michael Bolton. A.K.A. Poochie. Um, he does not look AKA like... A.K.A. Pooch Dog, uh, A.K.A. P. Diddy. Okay? I don't know. Now, yeah, the theory, he doesn't look like a Here's gangster. the theory, is that the LAPD knew that these officers were involved. Doesn't It doesn't uh, criminalize the entire LAPD, but it does say that they knew that they were involved and that they... This was not long after the uh, what happened with the L.A. riots, what happened with O.J. Simpson... So the LAPD could I mean, not to mention the lot of black songs say fuck the police. Right. But let's be fair, the <laughs> right? LAPD could not afford two years after Rodney King, after all of this happened, after yeah. the after the riots, to go, Oh yeah, sorry, the black community, but we also kinda had something to do with Tupac and Biggie being killed. It, I mean, if they were involved, they could also end the feud. They could see it as a reason to stop the the feuding that was going on between East and West Coast. I mean, that might be motivation. Right. But it seems like they don't really want to do something that valiant. Right. I kind of can't believe that. And in keeping in keeping with the idea that Biggie also had ties to the streets. Again, we're talking about gangs. We're talking about cops, corrupt cops that we know are corrupt. We're not like guessing that these guys were assholes. They were corrupt cops. But when Biggie was in L.A., because he he didn't really come out. He was an East Coast guy. He went out. He presented an award. He was booed. Um, people were like, you know, they. I mean, he was hated out here. But when Biggie was in L.A., um, which is where he was shot. It was said that his every move was being tracked by a t- uh, government task force who was actually investigating ties between members of Biggie's entourage and the Genovese crime family. Really? Do you guys have a preference? I'm I'm a Biggie guy. Um, I'm Biggie over Pac. <sighs> I'm just Big, glad I got uh, out of that uh, lifestyle. Here's man. the thing. I think I think Biggie has <laughs> escapes. Huh? Well, yeah, Biggie has more classic songs <laughs> in the sense like Juicy and Hypnotize and things like that. But I think overall, Tupac's he's better uh, lyricist. T- well, Tupac's catalog was deeper and and um and I mean, he had a very varied career from uh you know. Uh, the stuff he did in later in life, but I mean, I loved his first few albums, Tupacalypse Now" and "Strictly for My End Bombs." That was a great album. Um, I can't even. I it's feel weird. I'm like, I love that album, but I can't even talk about it. I can't yeah. even say it. But he was only 24. I mean, Biggie was 20 fucking Jeez. four when he died. Yeah, and Tupac was only 25. That makes me sad that they were able to accomplish all that at that age. And yeah. That is depressing. The Beatles did everything they did before they were 30. Think about that. Yeah. Oh, gosh. oh my gosh. Let's 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 wrap this up on one more case. Um, and you guys, this is the thing is that any one of these could have been their own episode, Yeah. but I didn't want to get on here and pull these up and tell you, Hey, I think this is how Biggie was. This isn't our job to tell you what we think. I, I, I tend Sometimes to, I tend to think, I we tend like to, to have offer opinion. up a scenario for sure, you. But on, on something like this, I'm not going to accuse anybody of murdering anybody. Although on this next one, I have a pretty good idea of who murdered somebody. Let's talk uh, about I, the mysterious, uh, circumstances Surrounding the death of, of somebody who changed music and, uh, and, and then was gone. And that's Mr. Kurt Cobain. Most, ah! most people, most people believe, or the story is, that Kurt Cobain was a depressed man who, uh, you know, was, couldn't handle his fame and hated all of it and went into his house one day and put a shotgun in his mouth and blew his head off. Oh, and it's happened, right? How many, how many tortured artists are there that have killed themselves? That's a very believable story. 
until you start looking into the actual details. Um, a lot of people, and most people, when you look at this conspiracy theory, believe that everything comes back and the trail all leads to one person. Courtney Love. Yep. Courtney fucking Love. Courtney Love. Poochie. Maybe what... <laughs> Poochie, Poochie, Poochie did it all. Courtney Love may be walking around uh, having having had everything to do with this. People wonder why why would Courtney Love kill have Kurt Cobain killed? Well, allegedly he was going to write her out of his will and divorce her. He had a prenup. Yeah, yeah. And he he was wanting a divorce. He wanted to be out of this. Mm -hmm. She was toxic. Um, he I think was trying to be a better person yeah. for Francis. Uh, and wanted to be something better. He was also uh, rumored to uh, about to to want to turn down a tour that, that was going to be offered, and it was apparently worth millions. And a lot of people believe that that the threat or the the fear of losing access to his money or having him not make this other money. Uh, Courtney wanted him to go on that tour. She right. she really did. She was upset about him losing and turning down that that amount of money. Now, here's the thing that's so interesting, is that there's a lot of weird things surrounding his death. There is the, the, the rumor, because um, there's, there's multiple reports and accounts of the forensics here, but there are rumors that when he actually was shot, when he was head, when that bullet hit his head, he, his body contained three times the lethal dose of heroin. And that there is Jeez. no chance yeah. that he could have been he able have been to pull that trigger. Yeah. And he, how he was found, he was actually checked into a drug rehab center a couple days before this and left. They say escaped because he kind of left without completing his course there. Right. He, you know, prematurely left and returned to his home and supposedly shot himself in his above the greenhouse room, the separate part of the house. Have, have no. Sorry, go ahead. No, please. Oh, yeah. Have you seen the documentary? Soaked in Bleach or Kurt and Courtney? Courtney. Uh, the one where Courtney's private detective soaked in bleach. Soaked in bleach. recorded everything. Tom Smart, that's right? The one, that's the one where I was like, Courtney it's fucking, fucking did. Courtney. did this. Yeah. Now, here's some things that happened around the time of his death. Courtney, but while Kurt, had, Kurt had, had gone missing, while he was missing, Courtney's in L.A. and is reportedly overdoses on drugs and has to like, and she get the cops come and she gets arrested. Turned out to all be fake, right? The next day she gets released from jail. Now here's the timeline. She realizes that Kurt Cobain's body hasn't been found. Now in the conspiracy, right? At that point, Kurt Cobain's, let me say this at that point, Kurt Cobain's body had not been found. Courtney gets out of jail after having an airtight alibi. I was locked up. Courtney, uh, Kurt's body's not, not found. So what does Courtney Love do? She immediately places a call to have a security system installed in the greenhouse in Seattle. That morning. That morning. What the fuck? Which is the dude who showed up, the electrician, and found his body. Oh, that would be horrible. Why the yeah. fuck would you oh, make somebody man. find, and he'd been dead for a few days, oh. that you found this body, and, and now Courtney's like, what? I had no idea. And now there's also a really interesting piece of information that goes along with that timeline and alibi for her. And that is there's a woman named Rosemary Carroll. That was actually Courtney Love's attorney and lawyer. When this happened, she broke client. Uh, attorney privilege. Yes. Confidentiality. And she actually called Tom Smart and said, you need to find Kurt. And 
when a, a week before he was found, Courtney was actually over at her house, at Rosemary's house, and she had a backpack with her. And she left her backpack there, and she said it was there for a week, and Courtney didn't call about it, and she thought that was kind of weird. And she decided to open it. And so she opened it, and within it she found a journal and kind of a, some writings. And the first note that she found was extremely interest, interesting, and it just said, Get arrested. So that's exactly what happens. Courtney's gone. She gets arrested for having drug paraphernalia, which everybody found out to be true and, or excuse False. me, not true. Yeah. And uh, none of the paraphernalia was even real. And so she's arrested on this airtight alibi. On a bullshit the charge day, that wouldn't The stick. next morning, she thinks she thinks that while she's arrested, the body's going to be found. So when she's released and realizes there's no news of Kurt Cobain's dead body in the media, what do she I do? calls this alarm system company and, and says, that's I need an alarm system put on my house today. The second part of those journals that was fascinating is that they contained practice of Kurt Cobain's handwriting. Yes, she a practice sheet. Trying. Because here's the thing. What the note the that was freak? found, the yeah. electrician came and he found a suicide note. However, if you look at the suicide note, and it's online, you can go find this. Mm-hmm. The body we'll of the note. A for you. The body of the note does not mention suicide, Courtney, or anything. It's a message to his fans. And the first line and the last two lines. Nope, last four. Last four lines. Yeah, last thank four. you. Uh, are where he's like, I can't do this anymore. Continue on, please, Courtney. For Francis. For Courtney, and it's all a different that shit. handwriting. Yeah. A man. Watch so- have you seen Soaked in Bleach? There's Watch it. Video. If, if any of you have not seen Soaked in Bleach, go check it it's out. It is so compelling. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And it's right from first hand. It's from Courtney's detective. I she Tom hired Smart. It was, it was literally like. Holy crap, man. It went, Courtney, this dude. It's not. It's not third hand. It's the dude Courtney hired. He has recorded everything between them. She listened to her as a human being. Listen to what she says. You know what? You can actually go find interviews of this bitch online after and she is the most unremorseful i don't care about his everything is just about her album and promoting herself and, and what about, about me and poor album. me and exactly. i don't i'm not i'm and not sad all of the rumors about him being suicidal never came from anybody else right. except she Courtney. was pumping that she into the media the only one who said he was suicidal right she was feeding those rumors out now somebody there's a video online uh if you google kurt and courtney kurt Courtney and death conspiracy a dude took the samples of Courtney's handwriting and recreated the lines from the suicide note letter by letter. It took him, there's a, a time lapse of a five and a half hour process yep. of this guy letter by letter recreating Jeez. this. So he took it from the sample and practice it's... sheet that they found in Courtney's backpack, the letters that she was practicing, and compiled the last four lines of the suicide note. And it's, a, it's, it's, really it's identical. Close. I mean, it's almost. Jeez. Yeah. Now, even, even, Kirk, even, even Courtney's own father. Believed she did it. And if you go back, there's a second documentary. Uh, Nick Broomfield, who's a great documentary filmmaker, he also made Biggie and Tupac, which is a phenomenal documentary. He did Kurt and Courtney and Biggie and Tupac. Find them, watch them both. Just watch all three of those. That one and the Soaked in Bleach. In Kurt and Courtney, he interviews a man named Eldon Hulk, uh, a.k.a. El Duce, who was um, in a band called The Mentors. And he says on film... In this in this movie, that Courtney Love paid him fifty thousand dollars to kill Kurt Cobain. Approached him Approached and him. offered him fifty thousand dollars. And that it was a, uh, um, actually done by a man named Alan, who was uh, supposed to be a musician named Alan Wrench from another band. Um, but here's the thing: just a couple days after this interview, 
where this man said that Courtney Love paid him $50,000 or approached him to pick, to kill mm-hmm. Kurt Cobain, he was found hit by a train. Hit by a freaking train. I mean, like you see a train coming, you got time to run to uh, just a couple days after this was on tape. This man was hit by a train in a very mysterious. Now, he could have just been a drunk fucking washed up musician who stumbled onto train tracks. And even with all of these, go back through them. Kurt Cobain could have just been depressed. Michael Jackson could have overdosed. Uh, Natalie Wood could have slipped. Uh, Brittany Murphy could have been a drug addict and this. However, when you really step back and you really look at what surrounded their death, it's enough to go, but maybe not. Right. And we owe them the decency of a second look. Exactly. Honestly. Exactly. And especially with somebody like Kurt Cobain, because the fact of the matter is, like I said in the beginning of this podcast, she's out there and she benefited both financially and fame wise on being Courtney Love, the widow of Kurt Cobain. There's a recording of her, and she says, I mean, selfishly, I guess I can hope that this sells some records. Her new album, Hole, was about to hit about a week after this all happened, and it's all that she could talk about. Yep. Her new whole album. And, um, yeah, she actually said something along those lines of, you know, hopefully... If anything, this is publicity to sell some records. That's I mean, how right. fucked up is that? Oh, that's Three. right. And I've said a lot of efforts today. Um, <laughs> this stuff gets me riled up, though. And I, when I think up. about people taking other people's lives in their own hands for greed or for money or for, you know, the rights to music, which music is a very personal thing anyways. That's yeah, your feelings. Don't Those take are, that from That's your poetry. Me. Right. And, and, you know, and that's the thing about these people is you can't look back and, and even, I mean, I, I can't say I was touched by Natalie Wood's life, but I can respect what she did. She left behind a legacy. Brittany Murphy was in some of my favorite movies. Uh, I love Tupac. I love Biggie. I love Nirvana. Um, I love Prince. I love Michael Jackson. And all of these people meant something to us. And I think that that is that's the the both sides of this coin. That when they die, we want answers, especially when they die young. And we don't want to accept that our heroes overdosed on drugs or just were depressed because that makes them like us. That makes them susceptible. So what we want to do tonight is just make sure that uh, you guys know about this and you do these people the service of going out. And looking into their deaths and making up your own ideas. Go to Area 52 on both Instagram and Twitter to find the links to articles and videos pertaining to this week's episode. We'll tweet those out. Um, and look into these. I want to know what you think. Who killed Tupac? Who killed Biggie? What happened to Kurt Cobain? Hit us up online. I want to say thanks. Guy, thanks for sticking around and being thanks, part guys. of this. Thanks for having me. Um, we'll come back around and talk about this again. Thanks very much on behalf of Danny, on behalf of Eric, on behalf of all of us here at Area 52. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, and we'll see you next time. How do you feel hip-hop would be today if Big and Tupac was here still? If they were here today and they were on peace, I think hip-hop would be a beautiful place to be. But if they were here and they still was on, you know, I don't like you and I can't deal with you, I don't think hip-hop would be as far as it is. I don't think it would be as grown as it is and as accepted as it is. One thing about anything you do, sometimes sacrifices have to be made. And it's sad to say that their lives had to be sacrificed for hip-hop to become what it is today.